Let's play ball. Look out. Here we go. Here it is. This is going to get ugly here. It is. Welcome back to Skaters on Baseball, the podcast with balls. We have a very special episode for you this time, episode 11, and uh, we've got a great guest that we're going to get to in just a minute. But uh, first, we'd like to uh, open up with talking about what's going on with the Giants. Uh, We are on the verge of Splash Hit 100. We've actually been on the verge of it for a minute, and uh, we're both sort of thinking that it's coming Monday, Memorial Day 2023. So, Schmitty, what do you got? I got to be honest with you. I've been looking over the roster out there in the Cove and there's three heavy hitters from my vantage and two of them aren't going to get it. And I'm saying that our next guest, Mark the Shark, is going to wind up with, you know, I already predicted Jock Peterson, who's injured right now. We don't know if he'll be back, but I'm claiming Mark the Shark is going to get the 100th ball and we're fortunate enough to get to speak to him today. Before we do, though, maybe you want to share a few little fun facts you dug up about the Cove. The coming Cove! Yeah, well, basically, you know, for those who don't know, the, the ballpark there opened in uh, 2000, April 11th, 2000. Originally, it was called Pac Bell Park, the original Pacific Bell Telephone Company mm-hmm. uh, that eventually shifted over to AT&T Park. And now it's Oracle Park. Fortunately, the yard hasn't changed other than the bullpens being moved and the fences being brought in a little bit. Uh, the name has shifted around. But yeah, it's it's home for the Giants. It's home for us. And uh, it has some unique features that you can't find anywhere else in baseball. And McCovey Cove just happens to be one of them. Uh, I believe with all legitimacy, it's the only ballpark in the majors where you can truly hit a splash hit. You can put a ball in the water directly. Hello! Francisco Bay. I think in Cincinnati, Pablo Sandoval got extremely close to putting one in the Ohio River, but it's a lot further and a lot harder. So I think San Francisco is unique in that in that sense. Um, and McCovey Cove, uh, it's just it's just a scenic, beautiful place, and there's a lot of action going on out there as well. Things that are just really cool. So um, it was originally the name was was coined by Leonard Coppett. He was an old sports writer for the Oakland Tribune. And that's sort of how it got its name. And later the McCovey statue was parked out there and it just became a a landmark in San Francisco as it should. I heard rumor and I don't know how this all ties together. Maybe you can tell us what does Guido Sarducci have to do with McCovey Cove and possibly the Portuguese water dogs? What was the deal there? Do you know? Well, Yeah. I mean, if, if, if you're really old like us and you remember back in the time when Saturday Night Live was actually funny, uh, Father Guido Sarducci was a recurring character. He's actually a San Francisco native. Yeah. And uh, he brought this idea to the Giants organization actually before the ballpark opened down at the waterfront and said, you know, we should have dogs, dogs to get the balls out of the water. You know, dogs like balls. They He ran this whole thing by them. The Giants ownership actually took him up on it and they said let's talk on land and uh, we set up a meeting and it's been you know, four years in the making then they created the the bark the b-a-r-k the baseball aquatic recovery Corps. that's right and that was his idea and so for saturday games the first year at, at uh, pack bell they had these dogs out there on a boat and they were trained to go after balls in, into the cove and uh Really, I don't think they got too many of them. It was more for show. They would throw balls in and the dogs would go and fetch them and bring them back. And it was on TV and it was just, uh, you know, the gimmick. 
But they didn't um, allow kayaks in on those games, right? They didn't. Like, they didn't allow Saturday anybody else. was off limits except for to dogs. Saturday was off limit except for dogs, and, <laughs> and I think it. Yeah, I think at one time they actually kind of let motorized watercraft go inside the buoys there to fetch home run balls before mm. they realized that there were a lot of kayakers and sometimes swimmers or other things that they they needed to not do that for safety reasons. But yeah. Uh, they had the dogs, and the whole idea was to uh, to get the balls and then auction them off to raise money for a, a charity in San Francisco that was devoted to getting stray and homeless animals adopted. So it was all kind of a cool plan and uh, very gimmicky, but at the same time, just just a unique thing, right? Portuguese water dogs is what they were. We, we combined America's favorite pastime with man's best friend. That's amazing. There's been a lot of crazy things that have wound up in the cove, obviously, like the UFOs, the Back to the Future, DeLorean's been out there a bunch. You got those weird jet, the jetpackers that are flying all over the place on opening day. You got live uh, sea lions and stingrays and all kinds of wildlife out there. I mean, this is right in my backyard. This is literally three blocks away. And I'm really excited to talk to this guy. I think that it's going to be entertaining as hell. He seems like a really fun and excitable dude. And uh, I don't know. Should we see if we can reach him out there in Vacaville? Yeah, let's see if we can uh, get a, get find out if they actually have Wi-Fi and strong enough uh, cellular signals out in the Vacaville area to get, get the guy on and, and get something going with him. I think it'll be great. This is the guy that Mike Kruko called the worst kayaker in the history of ball retrieval. Mark the Shark Garrick, are you out there? Hey, do you hear me, guys? Yes. Woo! Oh, my goodness. Mark the Shark has made it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hey, welcome to the program. I'm Schmitty, and uh, this is Christian Cooper. All right, hey. Schmitty and Cooper, how you guys doing? I'm doing wonderful. Great, yeah. Mark. Thanks so much for taking the time and coming on to talk with us. It's uh, it's uh, pretty pretty exciting. You're you're the most high profile guest by far we've had. Dad, are you okay? Giants fan, the Cove. I think I fit right in with you guys. This sounds like a lot of fun. You know, we went from uh, our last interview was Matt Sharkey, and now we got Mark the Shark. So there you go. I saw that. <laughs> yeah. So we're 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 all right around the same age, and uh, we've all been Giants fans for life. So uh, that's pretty cool. Like I I started getting taken to Giants games at Candlestick when I was six months old. I don't have any memory of that, obviously, but yeah, uh, my parents were big fans back then, and that was 1965, 66. So yeah, first game I went to was '75. Willie Stargell and Willie McCovey were playing. Probably be my, the first guy that I identified with was Willie McCovey. He would hit home runs. I'm not sure they landed yet. Well, you know what? I mean? He would crush him. I would love to have seen him play at Oracle Park. Yeah, it was yeah. great. He was my childhood player, my of my choice. You know, I got number 44 jerseys and a lot of good Absol stuff. Yeah, Stretch McCovey. They took his uh, statue out of the cove while they're doing this rebuild. I've missed his statue out there at the point. Yeah, I understand from talking to McCovey Cove Dave, good friend, that they got to put away in storage right now. And once they get the project with the buildings that they're doing over there, then they'll start breaking some ground. They're going to have a kayak ramp over there. I'm expecting it to be pretty snazzy. It should be pretty okay. cool. Well, that, that brings up a, uh, one of my first questions is what's the protocol out there? I know you guys are locals. Is there, 
are you guys treating it like this is our wave kind of surfer mentality? Like if you're new here, you better step back. Like we got a zone. What What's the unwritten well, rules out there at the Cove? Well, we, we are competitive, but you, anybody can go out there. Nobody owns the Cove. So if you were to come out there and say, Hey, this is my first time. I want to get in there and participate. I want a home run. It's all good. What I'm saying is you just participate. You you can do it. Yes. A lot of people are intimidated because, you know, they see Dave, they see Mark, they see a name on a t-shirt that we got radios on. We're all into it. A lot of the people that come out for the first time, they're a little, I wouldn't say intimidated, but they're just trying to feel it out. Like, uh. you know, out there, oh, you guys are veterans, you know, so they back off a little bit. But there's no reason to. We're not going to go knocking anybody out of kayaks. The <laughs> only people that fall out of kayaks are the diehards. Me, Dave, everybody else, believe me, they get treated. Everybody gets treated good. I'm one of those people that uh, likes to talk to new people, make them feel comfortable. They might not get right in the middle of the home run zone, but I want them to make comfortable and I want their experience to be fun just because I want them to enjoy it. I, I'm a positive guy. Enjoy the cove. It's your cove too. I take it serious. I want the home runs and uh, be safe. It's all fun. Anybody can do it. I mean, get on out there and give it a shot. But the, the newbies, I think, are a little intimidated. Uh, I can't wait to get back out there Monday. Yeah. I'm nuts. I go, I go to 60 games a year in the Cove. Oh, nice, wow. man. I live two blocks from there, so I'll run into you. Now that I, I know you, I'll I'll say what's up next time I, if I see you. Come by. I used to do a lot of batting practice, and that's where I got all my balls. I got 60 baseballs out of the Cove last year during batting practice. Wow. And as much as I enjoy getting them, I also enjoy giving them away. The kids, everybody gets a kick out of it. I like it when a ball during batting practice gets hit over the wall, into the water, and yeah. maybe there's a kid, a kid and his parents are standing there watching it. That kid's going to get the ball, and he's going to remember it forever. Give a kid a Major League Baseball, and he's a happy camper. We that's that. so cool. That's so cool. Cause that's basically the etiquette inside the park. You know, oh, if, yeah. if, if I were to catch a foul ball and there was a little kid right next to me just looking, I, I would put it right in his hand instantly. I wouldn't even think about it. So that's, that's very yeah. cool. I am. I, I'm all, you know, I sit in McCovey Cove for all these games and it's great, but I'm also a, I'm a ball hawk and I'm going on. I do seven road trips a year. I've already went to Yankee stadium for opening day. I was there. I just got back from Arizona. I'm heading to Denver in two weeks. My wife nice. and I are going to LA. So I, I'm a ball hawk. I got a brand new glove and we try to go for home runs. So I'm retired. I want the home run ball. All these balls that we get, we give them to kids. So when we walk into a ballpark and they say, uh, you guys aren't going to take those balls from the little kid, from the kids, are you? And it's like, you know what? You would be surprised. The balls that we get, we do give them to the kids, but we play a game called on the board with my friends. Whoever gets the most baseball wins the pot. Throwing 20 bucks. How many did you get? I got four. How many did you get? I got three. All right. I won. You get the 20 bucks. Now give your balls away to the kids. So it works out well. Nice. Nice. I live 50 miles from the coast. So I drive 50 miles there, 50 miles back. It's a hundred miles round trip. I'm okay. used to it. Where are you? You're by the nut tree, huh? Exactly. Right over there by the nut tree. Obviously, the number one is the splash hit, right? When the Giants hit a ball that goes all the way over the wall into the cove without hitting anything. But I got four other examples of a ball that you might get, and I want to know what order you'd place them in. We got foul balls. We got the opposing team home run. We got a batting practice ball, and we got one that bounces in. 
Okay. Uh, number one, the ultimate thing you want to do is you want to be a number. The only way you become a number is to get a giant splash hit. So, number one, the ultimate is a splash hit. That sure. ball is hit a mile to right. Headed for San Francisco Bay. It is whack. The second one, we want Giants homers. The second one is a bounce-in Giants homer. So, splash hit, bounce-in. The third one, I'll take an opponent splash hit. You know, we want the Giants to win. Of course we do. If the guy hits it in the water, I want the ball. And then I would say a splash foul ball. Just a long strike. Calm down. We get a lot of those from right-handers. Right-handers do not put it in the bay. It's never yeah. been a right to put a splash hit in. Right. Buster Posey hit the column and it went in. And I would have gotten that if a guy in a boat hadn't gotten it first. <laughs> Posey's the only righty to put it in the water, but it wasn't a splash hit. But for some weird reason, right-handed hitters a lot of splash fouls. It's just one of those things. A lot of splash fouls from righties, but they can't put it between the poles. I'm looking forward to it. I don't give up on any of them because you want the splash hit with 90. We're sitting at 99. Yeah. Typically, typically when a right, when a right-handed hitter comes up, it gives you a chance. Relax. Go talk to somebody. Go paddle around the cove. I can't do that right now. We have to be on our game. Game up. Slater. Slater almost hit one out. J.D. Davis might hit it out. Hanniger. Have they ever? No. But guess what? Miracle's happening, and it's going to happen to me. You have to envision it. It's the secret. It's come to me, guys. Mark the Sharks getting 100. I'm very, very confident about it. We want you to get it, too. Yeah. Dave's a great guy. I've known McCovey Cove Dave for a while. He, he gets a lot of love out there, and he should. But I'm just trying to give him a little competition. Right, Dave? <laughs> have you been out there since the beginning, 2000? No. I've been doing this for five years. Okay. You know, doing a lot, just working and all that. I retired a couple years ago and uh, I have the time. This is kind of like my new hobby, kayaking. I go fishing too when the Giants aren't playing. But the only thing I want to go fishing for is baseballs. It's, it's a kick in the ass. I really love it. It's just so much fun. I invested quite a bit of money and I have a Mark the Shark McCovey Cove experience. I bought eight kayaks. Whoa. I have life vests and I'm getting ready to start this off. As soon as 100 hits, Mark the shark experience. You're going to get in the water with me. I'm going to, I'm going to give you a kayak, a life vest, paddle, and I'm going to yeah. give you a radio so you can listen to John Miller say deep right field. Adios, <laughs> and you will go to the cove with me and I will tell you my secrets and you can have fun the rest of the day. 60 bucks. Oh. It's well worth it. It's a lot of fun, but for $60, I'm starting this after 100 hits and it's Mark the Cart. Mark the Shark McCovey Cove experience. It's going to be a lot more on Instagram about it. And I think I'm going to do well with it. I think you are too, especially after that area is rebuilt. I would love to get in on that. The The Cove's on my bucket list. I actually had these sort of crazy ideas about buying a beat up old pedal boat for years and just completely tricking it out. Giants paint job, the whole deal. And just taking it out to the Cove every once in a while and just giving people beers, giving people hot dogs, whatever, just, just for the fun of hanging out. And I never have done it, but yeah, one day before I go, it's definitely on my list. So maybe the Mark the Shark experience is the way I got to do it. Got it. But there, like you just said, there's people that come out there. We got a guy at barbecue, man. He, he gets a barbecue on his kayak. Right. Hey, barbecue, everybody. Hey, Mark, chicken, ribs, shrimp. This guy doesn't joke around. That's amazing. That's what it's about. Barbecue Jack. You might see him on TV in a while he's out there with a the barbecue and cooking up stuff and a super generous guy and everybody has a little niche about them that creates a good camaraderie out there a bunch of characters mark the shark 
you know, you have McCovey Cove Dave, Splash Hit Steve. We're always out there. When that ball goes in the water, that splash camera is looking right at you. Trust me. I <laughs> I get home. My wife says, right on. I see you on TV. I said, that's right. <laughs> that's awesome. We're Giants fans. Mark the shark. There's no big contract. Nothing coming out of this except for joy. Like I said, it's a kick in the ass. You guys got to do it. No, we're on it for sure. What What do you think is one of the coolest things? You mentioned the barbecue. I've gone to games, you know, oh. m- my whole life. What's one of the things that you've seen out there? Like I saw the putting green guy. You see that UFO boat. You've seen those guys up in the air on the hoses. What's one of the coolest things that you've seen that wasn't a kayak out there? Well, there's a guy out there named Jay. He ha- he's, a, he's a fabricator, metal fabricator. He has a boat that he turned into. <laughs> It pedal. He's driving down the street, pedaling it. Okay. That's Christian right there. <laughs> right down the boat ramp off to McCovey Cove. Basically an amphibious uh, pedal car, right? Wow, that's yeah. fantastic. You know, we all want to be seen. You know, just like I said with the shirt, my kayak's pretty cool. I got a bunch of cool stickers. I got a shark hat I put on my head. It's a big shark. That's going to be breaking out next game. Banana slug hats. I like that. There's actually real sharks in the cove, too. A couple of telecasts they've showed them swimming around little leopard sharks and things leopard, yeah. yeah yeah leopard shark you know they're not going to hurt you but you know what you just say the word shark and it's still kind of like you don't care if it's a leopard shark or a great white it still doesn't sound right we know san francisco doesn't have the best summer weather like what's your uh survival kit what are you taking out to the water with you are you in layers do you have some extra stuff on the side just in case like what's your deal for that when I would do batting practice, it's normally nice in the afternoon. I get my shorts and then I would regroup for night games. I would put on my, I'd even put long johns on sometimes and just long johns, sweatpants, sweatshirt, and good to go. Wetsuits are good, but I like to be comfortable. If I fall in the water, I'm going home. So, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, a wetsuit, nah, I just want to be comfortable, throw on some sweats, a sweatshirt, put on a beanie. And there's some cool little cubby holes out there that people don't know about it. You can actually, back into this little tunnel and you can still look out on the bay out on the bay on the cove and get home runs that way i like to go in there and get on play on the uh my phone have a good time just dealing with all that and then when uh it's time one of our lefties comes up i drift on out turn around so a lot of people say where'd you go (laughs) (laughs) sounds like fun what's the best or your favorite ball that you've gotten out of the cove with all these balls that I have gotten, I've only got one splash hit, and that's 91 from Lamont Wade. Wade hits a high drive, deep right field. This one is headed for the Cove. It is out into the water. Lamont Wade Jr. I do have a bounce in from Duggar. I have a belt bounce in. I have a Crawford bounce in. So I got I got four home runs from Giants, and I have a Branston stop, shortstop for the Phillies. He had a splash hit last year, and that was my fifth. And then I got a home run ball at Candlestick Park 25 years ago. Did you wow. have Wade sign the ball? I have been trying. No luck. Late night, Lamont. He'll get it. I want to get all the guys to sign it. There's competition out there. You said you guys keep it friendly. I mean, are, has there ever been anybody that's come around that just sort of acted so poorly that you guys sort of just uh, wrote him out and said, hey, uh, don't come back? Or has everybody been pretty mellow? Everybody's been pretty mellow. I had an incident where it was a foul ball, splash foul, and I seen it hit, and I felt this guy just kind of T-bone me. It's like he, I don't, I, he didn't know where the ball went. I felt like he wasn't allowing me to get to it. You know, you get a little rough, feathers get a little ruffled, and the snake guy comes out, and you just got to calm down and say, hey, 
But I went up to him. I said, dude, what was that all about? You cut me right off. Well, I didn't know where the ball was. Well, then why'd you do that? You know, so we were bickering for a minute. Eh, and then he goes by, you hug, you kiss, you make up and your buddies. So life goes on. It's hard feelings don't stick around long. I love you guys. The, what really bothers us is when a boat comes in and they're booming the box and they crank up the music during game time. And it's like, God, we got heads headsets on and it's uh, still hard to hear. Place and time for that. Not at the ballpark. <laughs> You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've seen a few games where they were showing out in the cove. These big party boats were pulling up just outside the buoys, and you know, these people turned it into like a nightclub on the water. It's kind of like kind of destroys the peaceful and uh, zen-like atmosphere out there, right? I mean, be, be a lot nicer if you're just paddling around and uh, enjoying it your day out there. Yeah, like I say, most of the days, it most of the trips out in the cove are always wonderful. Sometimes are not as good as others. Take us back five years when you went out there for the first time. Do you remember that first experience, like driving up? Do you, you have your kayak in San Francisco or do you tell? Do you put it on your car or like what's your process? I unload it and load it every day. I like to bring it with me. There are oh. spots where you, park it, uh, where you can put it right by Frankie's Barn Grill. There's a kayak rack. Oh, yeah. Uh, 350 bucks a season. The guy will let you keep, keep your kayak there. I don't need it. I don't use it. So no big deal. But the first time I went to the cove five years ago, I didn't know how to get in the water. It's like, where are these guys putting in the water? I have no clue. So <laughs> I park I parked kind of where the parking was, where they're building the two buildings, the visa building, the white one. That used to be a parking lot over there. I park over there and I carried it over the rocks, walking off the rocks on that side. It's like, there's got to be an easy way. And then after I walked to a guy, there was a pier a couple blocks down and he used that ramp but we had to travel under the pier for three blocks. It's spooky. It's hella cool. You come up on a sleeping sea lion or something. Oh God. I've done that too. I'll, sometimes going around one of those big ships out there, they're, they're hanging out on the rudders. Yeah, I got yeah. some awesome photographs of seals like right next to me. So much to share. But anyways, once I kind of got dialed in, okay, you don't go over the rocks. That's not a good idea. I found a boat ramp and now I'm really in a good situation. I park uh, over by Frankie's. And my from my truck to where I put in is approximately 20 yards. Okay. And piece of cake. I get in and I paddle right down the side to center field. And I go under, I go under center field. The, the ballpark is built on a pier. You're actually going under the Lucille statue in center field. And then you pop out in the cove and you're re you're ready to rock and roll. Nice. So. You mentioned you were, you were just in Arizona, right? Yeah. Have you looked at that swimming pool in right field and thought about like getting a crew together for a Arizona splash hit in the pool? Oh, believe me. I think that would be cool. I have had some friends saying, Mark, you didn't bring your kayak. You got to put it in the pool. I was there last year and I saw a home run go in the pool and I got the whole thing on video. It is really <laughs> cool. It was cool. I wanted to run in there and get it, but I couldn't. It was, you know, it was a private party, but it would be fun. I can't remember what it cost. I want to say it's like 6,000 bucks. You can let 20 people in it. Ooh, it's not cheap. It's up in that range. Wow. Uh, it's pretty cool. It averages out like if you got a bunch of buddies, maybe 200 bucks a person. I don't know. But so I think I commented on your Instagram. I was like, this is the part where you tell us you put your kayak in the pool and went for some yeah. splash hits out there. I just yeah. thought that'd be the coolest thing to have a whole bunch of the Cove people just invade, yeah. rent the pool and be out there. And when it's a giant series against the snakes, one of the giants puts one in the pool and one of you guys gets it. It would be just epic. Oh, right? you know what? 
just gave me a great idea. You gotta get the fling tool. The, the McCovey Co. guys, we travel on road trips. Arizona is one of our favorites. A cheap flight, easy. Buddy's got a condo, all that good stuff. But we go to Denver and we go in three or four of us. We we split Airbnbs four ways. We have a good time. Road trips are cheap. And you get a group of guys and everybody has fun. And we usually get the ball hawks from the Cove. So we have a group of us that are ball hawking in other stadiums. Arrows. I'm meeting all these ball hawks and it's like a fraternity. It's a cool little fraternity. He, He's wearing a Dodger hat. I'm not a Dodger fan, but he's a ball hawk. I'm a ball hack. We're, we're just a bunch of old fellas trying to get a ball. So, nice. Do you remember that guy, Dog, that was in left field? Yes. I miss that guy. He was the shit. He would always catch the ball out there. He was a kicking ass, for sure. I don't know where he went to, but he's uh, he was a character, no doubt. Yeah, for sure. He wasn't out there in the Bonds days. Bonds has 35 of them out in the water. Last shits are hard to get. And that's what makes him so special. Dave, McCovey Go Dave's pretty smart. He, he, he's pretty good at guessing where players hit it. So am I. But you never know. If I knew where the player was going to hit it, I'd have them all. <laughs> so it's you take a chance. I've gotten two home runs with Dave out there. I've gotten a couple home runs with him there. You can't tell. I get excited about the Cove. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. Looks like a passionate it, thing. Do you guys have beef with the fishing guy that throws his fishing line out and gets it? That's Joe Dirt. Let me tell you about this guy. He's okay. old school. Candlestick Park, peeking through the fence in the 60s. Oh. He is, in my opinion, one of the greatest McCovey Cove guys. Dave is Dave, He's, but he is a quietly, nobody knows about this guy. Sure, it doesn't seem right, but yeah, you got to battle this guy. There's nothing wrong. <laughs> Any fan do what he's doing. Get a bucket, get a five-gallon bucket, throw it in there, try to snag the ball. He's got skill. He Yeah. Oh, this dude's got a little weight. It looks like a pill bottle. <laughs> and he's got it with sand, put it on the end of his uh, net. He throws it out there, and he's good at kind of guiding it back. The dude's pretty slick. He's got 40 home runs out of that cove. He's number two. Dave's got 47. Joe Dirt has uh, 40, 40 or 41 or something. So he's got half the home runs. Uh, wow. Wow. <laughs> so together, those two have 87 of the 99. They have eight oh, home runs. That's counting bouncing, too. That might be a little deceiving. I've always been a fan of those couple of brave and possibly stupid souls that decide to just jump over the rail and dive in. <laughs> um, I never really realized that the water's actually plenty deep there to dive in without killing yourself on the bottom or anything. But, uh, yeah, there's some great footage of people just saying, oh, no, I'm going, and they're just over the rail and into the water. It's I don't know who these people are, but... I'm glad they're here. It's very entertaining. What the Giants are going to do is once Splash hit 100 hits, we're going to grab the, the Giants are going to come out the one of the back doors. They're going to blow up a 12-foot ball. Well, uh, says Splash hit 100, and we're going to take it out into the cove, and we're going to anchor it down for TV. Whoever gets the ball, the following inning gets to go on the field, around the field in a golf cart, parading <laughs> around the ball. And I wow. So, yeah. So a little love, and they're going to stop the game just for probably 30 seconds, talk about the splash hit. Yay, mark the shark. If I get the ball, what I want is it's going to – it's very simple, and I think it's very doable, and it's very reasonable. I want a bat, a signed bat, which they, they got a cool machine, and they got these special bats. They can make them. They're really nice. They sign the bat. I want a sign – two signed balls. Very easy. Come on. Two signed balls. And I want a photograph with the guy that hit it. No big deal. And I want a $500 gift card for the dugout store to buy a brand new jersey. There you go. 
if they do want the ball back, I'm hoping they put it in the stadium, write a little article, and all the fans can see it. That would be a cool connection to have to the ballpark. But to be honest with you, I would take a bat, a ball, and a photograph. Being a Giants fan, I would give that up. But I would also ask for a jersey so I can go buy me a cool 100 splash hit jersey. And it also chronicle the worst ever in the history of kayak ball retrieving. That's my wish list. Would your jersey so, be number 100 and say splash hit as the name? Definitely. I got I got 91 jersey. I got a real nice jersey. It says splash. Okay. Nice. On nice. the back, 91. I already got one that says that, but the 100 would be super cool. Splash hit where the name goes. 100. Yeah. That would be pretty cool. Wear that around the ball. That would definitely be pounding my chest. Yeah. <laughs> it's going down Monday. It's Memorial Day, right? Two o'clock game. Two o'clock game. It's so, going, it's going to happen. And I'm claiming Jock Peterson, Christian saying Lamont Wade. Who's your pick? You're right. It's going to be one or the other. And he, he got hit and his hand's a little sore. But before he got hurt, he he's hitting the ball right now. I'm going to say Jock Peterson. Well, Yaz too, Chris. My, yeah, right? my, my original call was Yaz. I thought that Yaz, just going through the struggles, ups and downs that he's had this year, it seemed like it would be poetic justice for Yaz to hit it just because he's capable of it, number one. And we did, Greg and I both love Yaz as a player. You know, It would be so awesome to see him hit it. And and Lamont is one of my favorite guys in the history of the Giants. So either or, I'd be super happy if those guys hit it. Lamont's, I think Lamont's a real key player to the Giants. Uh, oh, he's having a great year. He has a good year. We have a good year. And between Lamont and Jock, I, I'm going to say Jock Peterson. Yes, they're real pearls. He's probably going to hit 100, you know, if I'm just a guessing man. I mean, storybook would be Brandon Crawford, obviously. You know, it'd be uh, that's super cool. That yeah. that's yeah. That that's who I'm. You know, more you think about it, that would be great. Brandon Crawford, all the years he spent here, and he's put quite a few out there too. Yeah. Well, you got a big week coming up. Every game, I I, I will not be missing a game until 100 hits the water. Uh, last homestand. I went to 60 games last year, but I don't think I ever went to six in a row. And right now, I can't. I have to go to the cold every night. I go to a game. I go to a game. I go to a game. I take a day off and up splash hit. It's like, are you kidding me? (laughs) No. But right now, sitting on 99, I'll be at every single game regardless. Who's pitching, who's hitting. When I see an opponent uh, throw a right-handed pitcher, I know we're going to be loaded with lefties. Right. And those are good out there day games are really good days to go out there there's no resistance in the air and that ball just flies up so monday monday could be the day memorial day two o'clock game it won't be foggy shouldn't be really uh, wet out it's not going to be a real dense air yeah flash hit 100 gonna jump in mark's boat it is a memorial day i like it yeah warm warm dry air and uh not a lot of wind you know that's usually the usually the key although we've seen some bombs go out at night games and even extra innings night games right it's like it's amazing they haven't killed a seagull yet (laughs) somebody (laughs) hitting one out there one thing one thing you don't want to do is leave early i that i got brandon belt's home run the first home run i got was brandon belt's it was i was so happy it was like the sixth inning oh i'm going home i just got a home run yeah i get on the bridge and my sister calls me hey crawford just put one in the drink did you get it? <laughs> no. Two Brandons. Nobody's gotten two home runs in one night. That was my chance. Oh. It really sucks when a splash hit goes out and you're, you're probably working your way to your car. So you, right. you got to hang in there. There's no guarantees that I'm going to get 100, but you're not going to get 100 sitting on the couch. 
one question I had about the technique, we haven't really discussed it. Um, I'm assuming that you kind of know who's up and you like, this guy's a pool hitter. Maybe you're going to be over here. The radio has a delay situation. So when you're listening to the radio, you can't really judge it by that. Right. Is there any other things? Are you looking at fans or like, what's your main focus? There is no, you're listening to an AM radio. Ah. If you're listening to your iPhone or you're watching it on your iPhone, that's a delay. We right when John Miller says deep right field. Oh, he said right then and there. So deep right field. I'm looking up. So there's no delay in that. And sometimes there's a couple words you can hear that make you down the line. That can perk you up. Deep right field. That'll perk you up. And if you can Mm -hmm. see it before it hits the water and you get your kayak pointed in the right direction, you're in a good shape. You probably might get a good chance of getting it. So the analog transistor radio is the way to go because it's actually in real time. But I, I mean, that's like what I grew up with was we took the radio to the ballpark. Every time we went to the stick, we always had radio with us. We had Lon Simmons and we had Russ Hodges. And it was like it just went along with the game because there wasn't all this, um, this static from this entertainment scoreboard and constant stuff coming out of the PA and music. It was pretty much just the game and the game on the radio, right? Yeah, I think I remember listening to, as a kid just all the time on the radio. Uh, and yeah, I remember taking the radio to the games too. Yeah. I think that's old school. You've traveled around to other ballparks, so you know, without a doubt, we have the best announcers in all of baseball. And so like listening to John Miller, who's going to be Hall of Fame for sure, you got Fleming, you got Crook and Kipe, like we have the best announcers. So sitting out there listening to the radio is pretty damn special. It is really cool, and it's really cool when you hear them call your name. Mark the Shark got the book. <laughs> That's why we wear shirts, because you want to hear him say your name. Mike Kruko, I got Stotts Ball last year, and again, I got I was wearing a Mark the Shark t-shirt. I got home, and I looked at the replay, and it was just cool to say, oh, it looks like Mark the Shark got the ball. You know, this is cool. And one time, Mike Kruko called me the worst ever kayaker, my first home run. <laughs> This is hilarious. I'll have to show you. <laughs> yes. Call me the worst ever kayaker on TV. <laughs> My first home run, it was a belt. It bounced in. The ball hits. And I, I kept going around it. I couldn't get it. It was hilarious. And he goes, that is the worst kayaker in the history of all retrieval. And then Kype says, the worst. And, and then Crook says, the worst. <laughs> so I I kayak the worst ever. So that was my nickname from the get-go, was the worst ever. It also chronicled the worst ever in the history of kayak ball retrieving. The worst ever? Ever. After I got another home run, Dave says, you're no longer the worst ever. You need a nickname. Thank you for that story because we saw the worst ever on the kayak and we that was what drew us to, you know, the self-deprecation, the way we go as well, just like make fun of yourself, right? So people can't get offended when you make fun of them. Yeah, if you guys haven't noticed, I, I get pretty excited talking about the Cove. Positive life, be positive, purge the negative and life will be so much better. Yeah, I like yeah. that. The Casey Schmidt injection has been real, real, real important. Like, the energy that all of a sudden the team had, and you could just see it in all the players. These guys all just have that right chemistry that you want. It, it brings you back to you got to like these kids, right? It's like same type of Definitely. vibe. But yeah, I think, uh, you know, obviously we didn't get Judge. We didn't get Carrera. 
so what? I think Schmidt, <laughs> Schmitty, he's that little, he's that guy that we were probably trying to get, you know, looking for. And wouldn't you know it? He's right under our nose. 94 so, mile an hour throws to first base. There's, there's our superstar and he's cheap. Yeah. He's about 400 mil. If I'm at home watching the TV, I'm not hitting the restroom when he's up. I'm going to watch him play right now. He's Yeah. Yeah. So after the hundred splash hit, like, are you still a kayaker a hundred percent of the time? Or will you actually go to some home games and go sit in the stadium? I know that's what my wife asked me. Cause last year <laughs> I went, to six, I think I went one inside number 100 is a big deal. I think yeah. when 100 hits, I'll take, I won't be out there so much. Cause you know, I, I want to go inside too and enjoy the ball game, Yeah, but I enjoy the Cove a lot. But once that 100 hits, I'm going to kind of step back, maybe go into some ball games a little bit more and sit out in the Cove. But the Cove is, you know, it's kind of where I want to be. It's I got my splash hit bobblehead, though, the other uh, day. I had an extra hit, so I went in, I got my bobblehead. and headed That's back a out. nod to you guys. That's, a, you know, <laughs> Lucille and the kayak. What's your favorite away stadium that you've been to? I've been pretty fortunate. I have been to, I believe, like 24 stadiums. You know, Denver's nice. I, I really like Denver. You know, everybody always wants to say Wrigley's, all these older parks here and there. But if you're talking about just a good parks, even Arlington's kind of cool. Awesome. But, you know, yeah, even Oracle Park, if you really want to think about it, we got the best park, guys. It's just sure. some other parks are fun to go to. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been to Wrigley. That's Check it out. You got to yeah. go. All those parks, you got to. I'm a ballpark nut. I'm fascinated with ballparks. Yeah, they're they're. Uh, I mean, San Francisco. I've only been to a few, but I've seen all of them. I, in my opinion, I think San Francisco. I'm not just saying this because I'm a Giants fan. Just the the feel of the park and the design yeah. of it is just so cool. It's got that old feel, but everything's very comfortable, and it's just unique in all of baseball. I don't think there's another layout quite like it. I've uh, gone to a lot of Giants Padres games at Petco, and I like Petco too. But San Francisco is just, yeah, it, it's epic and all the yeah. stadiums, you know. We're lucky and we know it. Yeah. Every time I go out to the Cove, you know, I've been out there so many times. But how I know it's so special is because every time I go out there, it feels like the first time. The one thing I didn't mention is uh, there was controversy. The 99th was Brandon Crawford, but it was not um, filmed because it was not a Giants telecast. What are your thoughts on all that? They had to spend overnight deciding if it was going to be legit or not. And they decided to make it legit. I think some people are worried that the hundred uh, ball highlights, you're not going to have that 99th because there was no video of it. But like where you were there, right? Did you see it? I wasn't there. And that oh. I wasn't at that one, but I know a lot about that. Brandon Crawford's wife got involved in that. Uh, Brandon Crawford <laughs> hit that ball. McCovey Cove Dave got it. He swears it did not hit anything. It was a splash hit. Uh, one of my buddies, I don't know if you ever seen the orange guy with the orange finger and the orange hair. That's my buddy out there. Uh, he's called AKA SF Giants Man. It went right over his head. He said, Mark, it went a couple inches. It just went right over my gloves. I said, did it hit anything? He said, no. So, yes, Apple TV or, or ESPN did that game, and the splash cam wasn't working that game. I, I think the controversy should be over, but it was a it was took a little while. It took overnight yeah. for that to be settled. Yeah. It shouldn't have been a controversy at all, really, because that camera. I mean, okay, they don't use it for the national telecast, but that camera should still be recording during a game, even during a national broadcast, just so they they have a record of it, right? I mean, yeah. when I heard about all that, I was like, this makes yeah, no sense. They, they have to turn it off completely. Just turn off the feed to the network, right? 
Yeah, I know. When you got to start asking fans and other people, <laughs> did it hit the water? Did it? When Brandon Crawford's wife has to get involved, it's yeah. And uh, but yeah, there's a little bit of controversy. We had one with the guy with the net, Joe Dirt. There was a, a a girl. She was out there paddling to it, and Joe was there with his net. She was there, and Joe said she pulled that ball out of my net. And then the girl said, "No, I I got that before it went in your net." So sometimes you get people deciding. Hey, that's my ball. That's my ball. When the ball goes in the net, that's like going in the hand. But with kayakers, it's nobody's ball until you have possession of it. Some people jump in the water and get it, and the first thing they do, splash water in your face, grab the ball. That's what I want to hear. I want to hear about the the little antics. So there's there's a little gamesmanship then going on out there, right? Diehards. Diehard. McCovey Cove Dave wants that ball bad. And... He's going to do what he's got to do to get it. It's all game. I don't jump in the water to get a ball, but I will for 100. I'm already, uh, I got a, I got a good iPhone uh, holder that is sealed. So if my kayak flips over, my iPhone's okay. That's the only thing I'm worried about. <laughs> you can't be butthurt. As long as nobody's getting smacked in the head with a paddle, you, you got to, things happen. Yeah. The difference is left field. If a opposing team hits a home run, they throw it back on the field if an opposing team hits a splash hit, you guys keep the ball, huh? Yeah, we keep the ball, but we have a little fun with it too sometimes. We keep the ball, and then we grab another one that has a stamp on it. It says official throwback ball. So when the player grabs it <laughs> and he looks at it, it says official throwback ball. So what we do is we keep the real homers, and then we act like we throw a ball to the guy on the catwalk. He throws it in. Him, and the guy that gets it in the stadium throws it onto the field. Yes. Yes. So that, so I guess that raises the question, you know, that the Dodgers don't come back until basically the end of September, right? right. If, Mun if Muncie hits another one in the water, can we, uh, can we make a pack that we get a hold of that ball and burn it? Oh, he was a giant killer. He's hit a few out there. I got a couple buddies. I got a Muncie ball, but I know I don't want the Dodgers hitting home runs in the Cove. Hell no. We want to beat them. I don't hate many things in life, but I hate the Lakers and I hate the Dodgers and I'm not afraid to say it. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're our plan is we're going to launch this Monday morning and okay. then you're going to get the hundredth Monday afternoon. That would be wonderful. Yeah. We appreciate so it, man. Thank you. Yeah. Good luck with the uh, splash hit. You know, you're our choice for ball retrieval. Number 100. That's for sure. Well, thank you guys. If I get it, maybe we'll have to talk again about it. Huh? Thanks for listening to this episode of Skaters on Baseball. If you liked what you heard, please spread the word. Give us a good review or hell, blow us up on your social media if you're down. Follow us at Skates on Base on Instagram for baseball news and other fun stuff. We love comments and listener participation, so bring it with an audio clip or an email. You can email us at skatersonbase at gmail.com. We're everywhere you get your podcasts, and we'll be here all season long.